Hey, beautiful people, this is Nika and Cliff. You know what time it is. Get ready as we dive into some inspiring and powerful stories here on Judea's Journey. Okay, I am so excited. Are you excited? Super excited. Super pumped up. This is the first episode of Judea's Journey. Yeah, this is this is where it's all going to start. I mean, it's it's a long time coming, but um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to, you know, open up this platform for, you know, us to share our story, but also give that opportunity to families as well. Right, right. Yes. And that's what it's all about, sharing our stories so let's dive into it okay so this was cliff's idea judea and cliff were in the hospital one night long story short for constipation cliff is looking at his daughter and all this pain going through all this hardship and he's thinking to himself how can we help impact lives and inspire others through this experience yeah, so like like Nika was saying, as we, as I was sitting in the hospital with Judea, and it was, you know, just watching the pain in her face, um, you know, it really touched me as a father. And, you know, seeing my daughter um, in so much pain and agony, you know, of course, it brought tears to my eyes. But, you know, then it was just something that came to my mind. And it was, you know, you need to recycle this pain, you know, recycle that pain, use this pain for for good somehow and so the thought came like you know let's do a podcast right i had already had the idea of writing a book called judea's journey i just had never finished or got very far and it's really hard to collect your thoughts and write it all down like that sometimes sometimes it's nice to just speak and talk about it so i think that between the both of us even though we didn't realize it was happening god was really working and showing us a vision it all just came together it all just worked out yeah so this podcast is basically going to be you know an outlet because i think one of the most um uh, a great thing to do as far as healing is to be able to talk about certain things and and sometime when you keep stuff in you know sometime when it just you hang on to it um it's not healthy and so there are times where you need to get that out and i believe as we begin to talk about you know some of the issues we've had raising judea um special needs daughter and you know when we get to talk to these other families i believe also it's going to bring healing to them and you're going to hear some amazing stories some inspiring stories you know you're going to hear some stuff where it's like you thought you know life is hard at times you're going to hear some stories that'll make you think like man i'm grateful for your situation yeah exactly exactly so and just to remind people everyone listening in we all only get bits and pieces of other people's stories so this will give you a deeper look into the experience and the journey of others yep so we're going to jump right into it and we're actually going to start off with the first episode giving you our story the bunville story man that sounds like a movie yeah <laughs> So how you want to do this? All right. Okay. 
So let's start talking about our family. Okay, we have an amazing family. Cliff and I have been married for seven years, coming up eight. We have a beautiful 12-year-old. His name is Kyson, and we have Judea. She is six years old, and then we have a dog, Lucy, (laughs) and that's our little family. So, you know, one of the things that we, as we look back, one of the questions that come to mind is, you know, prior to Judea being born, we were not aware of the diagnosis. And, you know, a lot of times people, um, sometimes people know the diagnosis prior to the child being born, and sometimes they don't find out till after. And so... um, We did not have a clue. Uh, She developed normally. There were no signs as far as ultrasounds go. So really, we were so caught off guard I think the time that I realized something was different is when I saw her eyes yeah I think for me um, it was kind of crazy because you know as soon as Judea was born we couldn't hold her and she went straight to the NICU and so you know I didn't know anything like what was going on it was his first experience yeah and All I know is my daughter's in the NICU, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can hold her, you know, later tonight. But I couldn't hold her that night, and, you know, it was a couple days that went by. Four days before we could actually. We could even, like, hold, embrace her. Yeah. so That That was was hard. That was really hard. I know on him it was hard. As a mom, that was so incredibly hard, not being able to embrace your child after you've gave birth. It's just horrible feeling. Yeah, and so we finally were able to hold her. Um, we were able to, you know, have her in the room with us, feed her, do all that. Right. And I just remember as we were getting ready to leave the hospital, we had to do the hearing test. And they went ahead to do the hearing test, and she did not pass. In one ear. One ear she passed. And then they moved to the next ear, and she did it once, and then she said, oh, I'm going to do it again. And I said, okay. She said, sometimes newborns fail these tests, so we're just going to try again. And she failed again. And I didn't really get anxious about it in the moment. I just thought to myself, you know, she's a newborn. She's still developing. She wasn't, you know, she probably wasn't really ready to come out yet. She was 37 weeks. So she had a little bit more time to cook. Um, So in my head, I didn't really freak out yet at that point, I don't think. Did you? No, no, I just, you know, I thought of it as just, hey, she didn't pass, but, you know, she'll pass again later. I think you remember that word, like, I don't like the word fail. So I remember she said she failed that test. So then we had to obviously um, go to a checkup, and the hearing is what was the first sign. Um, And so we saw an audiologist, and we got the news that she had severe hearing loss in her right ear. And let me tell you, I thought that was the end of my, I just was crushed. I was emotional. I was, I was so sad. I was so sad for my little girl. I'm like, oh my gosh, how could a child go through hearing loss? And I thought, this cannot get any worse. There's no way. There's no way. And then, you know, we had another one of her checkups. Um, the doctor has said that, 
you know, she had low, very low muscle tone Mm -hmm. and her development was extremely slow. And she was concerned that she could possibly have Down syndrome. Right. That was her first um, guess, you know, assumption. Yeah. She she knew there was something that was off, basically. Right. She wasn't able to pick her head up when she was supposed to. She wasn't able to, you know, really like roll or anything like that, like she was supposed to. Um, And so that's when I think we started diving into other things uh we went to different specialists we went to a cardiologist there were heart murmurs we went to an endocrinologist which deals with like hormones and everything like that to test all of that we went to um we found out that she uh had glaucoma in one of her eyes that was an awful experience um, we found out through the ICD program that she went through for like physical therapy and o- occupational therapy that she had glaucoma, congenital glaucoma in one of her eyes and she had to have surgery on that. Um, what else? You're uh, talking about the heart murmur? Yep, heart murmurs. Um, we found out she also had part of her head is flat. The other part is normal shaped. Um, it's called flat head syndrome. So she has that as well. Um, so all these things kept coming up. And so we didn't right. know what the deal was, what was going on. Yep, we didn't. And so we had finally, we went to, what was the place in Kansas City? We were referred to a genetic um, specialist. I don't know the exact title now in my head, but genetic specialist. And um, they did blood work. They did what they do. They have the ability and technology to really dive into the gene, you know, the DNA, the genetic pool. I don't know what you call it. Um, The chromosomes, all that stuff, you know. Um, They were able to dive into that. And that, when she was around six months old, we had to wait for that lab work to come back. And they called us. Uh, And I remember that call was, oh, man. I don't think the call was horrible for me until I looked it up on the internet and visually saw what it entailed and what it looked like long term for her. What about you? Yeah. So um, what did if we can for the people give them an understanding Oh, of her what the diagnosis was? was. What was the diagnosis? Cliff. (laughs) (laughs) um so basically they said that she had what's called 9p minus syndrome Mm -hmm. it's a deletion of a partial deletion of the ninth chromosomes that pair part of one of them is missing missing a piece basically and what they told us was within that little piece that she's missing, there's 42 genes that she should have inherited, basically, that she's not genetic material that she should have that she doesn't have. So, therefore, that's when you get the intellectual and physical delays that come with it. You get all these medical um, diagnoses that we're talking about right now. They come with that. That's what creates those. Um, so... In the picture that they showed us, because they showed us an illustration, really didn't look like that much of a missing chromosome. But man, it's crazy to see uh, what that little piece really holds inside. Yeah. So with that, I think the crazy thing for me is that, 
you know, you can't look at it and say, okay, because of this, you know, this will cause this one thing. Mm-hmm. But there are so many th- different things that it affects um, that, you know, we're still finding out um, today, you know, yeah. just the different things that, you know, it also entails. Um, she's also slightly on the uh, autism spectrum. I don't know if I'd say slightly. She's on there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she's on there. She's on there. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it just brings about so many different things. Let's let's talk about, you know, how um, just having Judea, how it's affected different aspects of our life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. What should we dive into first? I think probably marriage... Um, that was, I think, tough. You know, this is a situation where most marriages would crumble. I don't think it, it's hard. It's hard already being married. Extremely. Extremely hard. <laughs> <laughs> so with kids in general, so then you add in these special needs in the mix of it all. And I think for me, I just, I don't know. I think without our um, faith, I don't know if we would be married. Yeah, it's it's definitely challenging. And, and like Nika said, you know, marriage is already challenging. Like all my married, folk makes, married folks make, make some noise. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's already challenging. And so when you add, like you said, kids to the mix, makes it even more. But now you're adding special needs kids. And you talk about the stress, the pressure, yeah. the frustration. There were some nights. There were some nights. Nights were the worst. Yeah, yeah, extremely terrible. And so you talk about marriage, and yeah. it's it's one of those things where, as far as romantically, like some of the stuff that we've gone through with Judea, like number one, you know, she can't really go out in public for extended periods of time. Like she kind of, she's used to her area, her environment. When she gets outside of that, a lot of times where she, she can throw a fit at times. She's gotten a whole lot better, I will say. Um, but, you know, some years back, you know, we couldn't hardly take her anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. And I'm talking like you can stop at a stop sign or stoplight without her throwing a fit and scratching herself. Scratching herself, or screaming. You, you couldn't wait in a drive through line just to pick up your food without her scratching and demolishing herself. Yeah, so with that, I mean, there goes, you know, going out Just as a family. Go, yeah, going out to eat. Going out to eat. Going to a movie. Yeah, going to a movie. Going to a park for more than 30 minutes. Yeah, you talk about, you know, date nights. Like, date they were nights. non-existent. Like, it was extremely tough. Right, what to, are those? Exactly. <laughs> and so, when we're not able to do those things that, you know, some other couples may be able to do, you know, it really could hurt a marriage. But like Nika, Nika had mentioned, like our faith, like it's the thing that really, you know, helped us through it and continue yeah. to help us each and every, every day. day. Um, without it, you know, we probably, again, we may not be yeah. still together like without our faith. Yeah. And I think just, uh, you know, going into the family dynamic we've kind of already touched in a little bit but you know our son you know this is his normal so for him it's normal for him it's normal to have a sister that 
you know, she requires more attention than we sometimes are able to give to him. It's normal for him. It's normal for him to have to sit and cuddle because she's going to have a tantrum. You know, um, I think one thing we've really tried to be good at is allowing Kyson to still be his own self and have his own time and do his own, you know, the best that we can. Um, I think that's hard juggling that piece of it. Definitely. And, you know, he's, like I said, he it's normal to him, but, you know, part of me still, there's times where I'm just like, you know, it's not fair for him. Right. Because she takes up so much attention, Man. so much time. And, you know, sometimes I feel like he gets the short end of the stick. Right. If I can be completely honest. And, you know, we do our best as parents to, like you said, continue to show him that we love him just as much as we love right. her. It's just we have to give her so much yeah. more attention because she is so um, dependent on, you know, someone else. You know, right. she, can't, she can't walk. She, she can't, can't walk. Talk. She can't stand. She, she can't, can't go just play when she wants to play. Exactly. She doesn't understand how to play like a regular six-year-old would play, you know. Exactly. So- um they don't have the same type of relationship that a, a regular brother and sister, or, you know, when I say regular, like the, the, the norm relationship that you would usually have is very different. It's very different. And, and I just applaud Kyson because he handles it with grace and he's just, he's the great, he's the greatest big brother. He rolls with the punches, but at the same time, we really try to make sure that we always, affirm that love and also make sure to make time for strictly for him yep yeah yeah so you know family wise it's definitely the family dynamic is different yeah (laughs) you know um and it's hard to make friends it's hard to build friendships too because not a lot of other families are used to that type of dynamic they're able to go spend hours at the water to park with their friends and just do whatever um, or, you know, have a barbecue and a cookout and actually enjoy every moment of it instead of being tied up in behavior because mm-hmm. she's not content. You know, simple things like that that people don't realize that we don't get to do. Um, I mean, going to visit other relatives. Right. You know, I mean, just... she only puts up with it for so long. She yeah. just wants to be in her own space doing her own thing or she wants all the attention because you know that is partially on us too because we've gave her that attention for so long so but you don't have a handbook for this stuff so yeah, no <laughs> they don't tell whatsoever. you um another thing as we're still in kind of the family dynamics mm-hmm. and just kind of uh, the life how life is mm-hmm. um i don't know if we want to go this deep but oh um, man should we talk about uh <laughs> the p the poop the p word the poop <laughs> the poop poop's oh. about to get real up in here yeah we about to get you real can't cuss on here so so poop's about to get real let's <laughs> get ready so no I but mean, it is a vulnerable subject yeah should we dive into it yeah so one of the biggest one of the big things also with her is a you know just the constipation like she cannot yeah as far as you talking bowel movements, like she does not have them. Like she can't. She just doesn't have the ability to push because her colon, I'm assuming, is so stretched out. We haven't got a diagnosis for that. But if you research, you know, years and years of constipation lead to stretching of the colon, which 
doesn't allow people to push out their poop the way they're supposed to. Yeah, so, I mean, with that, you know, we've done, you know, Miralax. We're ha- we have to do... Um, what is prescription it? meds, Senna. Prescription meds, Senna, uh, suppositories. Enemas. And like, you name it. We've, we've done it. We've done it. And the crazy thing is sometimes, you know, the stuff works. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. And um, the crazy thing is like when it is working, you know, usually it's one or two extremes. Either she's not pooping at all. Right. Or she's pooping constantly. Right. It's a waterfall. And, you know, if... There's times, many of times, where, you know, if we don't get in there and get her diapers changed, she pretty much says, hey, I got I'll poop in here. I'll take it out for you. Exactly. So, and it's I mean, all over. I mean, we she just in. goes in, just starts pulling it out, putting it all over the place. Yep. I she mean, doesn't understand that it's gross. Yeah. She doesn't understand that that's not something you do, even if you tell her not to. You know, she just doesn't have the ability to comprehend. So for her, she just taking her poop out of her diaper and playing in it. Feels funny, smells funny, may taste funny, and it's all over. It's the it's horrible. It's a disgusting mess. It's very frustrating. I mean, we used to go days where we would clean it all up and take, you know, a good thirty minutes and then we go back in five, ten minutes later. She'd do it all over again. And I mean, we're talking change clothes, uh, put her in, change bedding, have to give her a bath, wash her hair, wipe everything down. It's a process. Like put new sheets, put everything, and then get it all set and done. And then 10 minutes later, you go back back in and she didn't. So, yeah, it's it's definitely that. It's hard. I think that's been one of the most challenging parts of it. It's just. And that's a hard thing for others to relate to, understand. You know, so that's another reason it's hard to really bring people into our life, our lives. Yeah. So next time you think you're having a poopy day. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what that is, son. No clue. So. <laughs> um, mental health, you know, um, I think we both still, even to this day, we just have those bouts of depression, um, I would say, uh, it was hard in the beginning just feeling like you're grieving what should have been but isn't for me anyways. I think for Cliff, which he'll speak for himself, maybe it was different. But Yeah, I think one of the the hardest things for me is, again, just the challenges that we go through on a daily basis. And then I start seeing, you know, other relatives or friends having kids. And, you know, having kids after we had Judea and, you know, not too long and their kids walking around, I see videos of them standing, walking, right. you know, videos of them talking, developing, how developing. To. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting here like hoping and praying, you know, when's my daughter going to walk? When's my daughter going to talk? When is she going to be able to stand? Right. You know, all those different things that you look forward to as you watch right. your child grow, um, not experiencing those things. And like I said, I. I, you know, we shouldn't compare, um, you know, comparison, forgot the, what they say, um, comparison is the enemy of joy or something. I don't know. We can cut that out, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I try, I know we're not supposed to compare, but it's hard. It, it is. And I, and I looked out and I see other families, I see other, um, kids growing and yeah, it's yeah. just hard. It is really hard. To watch that, it's hard not to be jealous. Yeah, and want what other people have. 
Yeah, and there's times where you talk about, you know, mental health and just that depression. Yeah. Like, there'll be phases where she's, you know, Jadea's just nonstop crying and there's nothing that you will soothe her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that just the noise of her crying sometimes will just Drives drive you, you crazy. Yeah, drive you insane. You, yeah. And you talk about mental breakdown, you know, there have been times where I've just blown up and just, you know, yelled and cussed and fussed and just, you know, it was one time I threw my phone at the wall and, you know, broke my phone. Like he's really good at breaking things. (laughs) I've gotten better. uh, But again, it's it's yeah, it's it's a lot mentally and emotionally. Um, And I don't know how, you know, there's and I'm not here to preach about faith or, or anything like that, but. Man, if it had not been for the Lord, wow! I can say um, finances. Shundo. I don't. Okay, go ahead. I don't think like we've been through some financial stuff since Jay's been alive. But honestly, it hasn't really pertained to Jay. Yeah. Like you know, we had a a failing business. That was a crazy experience where we literally had no money. Had to live with my mom. Shout out to my mom. Shout out to Grandma Priscilla. Absolutely. Our rock uh, number one supporter. Raider, Raider, Raider. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, there's been crazy experiences like any other family would have that people go through all the time. But strictly pertaining to this experience, I don't think, I think the only thing I ever get frustrated with is the expense of equipment. That you wish you had. Yeah. It's an arm and a leg. It's both arms and both legs just to get equipment for your children. Yeah. You know, we've been blessed thus far, but there's so much we should have that I'm finding out that we don't. And paying for that out of pocket because insurance will not, you know, approve any of that to pay for it. Uh, it's, it's just rough. I, I think it should be a little easier to get a hold of the things we need, you know, and that's for any family, not just ours. Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's talk about job wise. And so I know for me, um, for me, I've, you know, I've constantly been working, you know, through this entire time, you know, we got married, I was Mm -hmm. working, um, but once we had Jadea, (laughs) once we had Jadea, you know, Nika was working as well. But once we had Jadea, you know, she, she decided um, to take a step back and, you know, be a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, why don't you talk about the challenges you experienced just with being with Jadea 24-7, 365? Because, you know, again, I was going to work, you know, at least five days out of the week. So I'm gone for eight to ten hours. Right. um, Not having to be at home. And, you know, I'm doing other stuff at work. and. But you're with Jadea, you know, day in and day out. You know, how how was that? Um, You know, everyone has their mental health issues regardless. So I definitely had some mental health issues as I was pregnant with Jadea um, that weren't dealt with, you know, before I had her. But just experiencing that on a daily basis, I mean, it was very hard. It was, I, my patience has grown um, my empathy has grown. God has really helped me evolve in my perspective, but in the, in the beginning of it all, (laughs) it was just hard. I felt defeated every day at still trying to maintain 
being a mom to her, being a mom to Kyson, that was another thing I struggled with is not being able to be the best version of myself for Kyson, taking it out on Kyson, taking it out on Cliff, and still this expectation I have for myself as a wife, as a mom, as a daughter, as whatever hat. We wear so many hats, you know. I feel like I'm not saying dads are nothing and you don't do anything. I Kudos to all the great dads out there that hold their own. But moms wear so many hats. And when you talk about a child that requires that much more attention of your attention and everybody's attention, it's just exhausting. Um, I, I've been in some dark places throughout the six years of her life, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's rough. It is not easy. But I will say, you know, I couldn't do it without you. A hundred percent. There's no way. So I think between obviously um, knowing, you know, that God, there was something. I knew something big, something phenomenal, something positive, something great was going to come from this. And besides that vision, but just having a husband who he's been there, it doesn't matter how ugly it gets and how hard it gets and how ugly I've been to him, regardless it, if it has anything to do with him or not. I think that that's a big part of it. But I mean, it, it's been pretty dark. I've definitely struggled a lot with my mental health. Uh, just feeling like you have to sacrifice everything. You have to sacrifice work, b- working, being out there working. You have to deal with your own health issues, mental health issues. Um, even being in school while she was still taking care of her, it was just a lot. I felt like I've, I feel like I have sacrificed much more than I've ever sacrificed. Yeah, you you definitely have sacrificed a lot and you know i appreciate everything you've done right as far as all your sacrifices and right again we we couldn't do this by ourselves you right. know it takes Absolutely not. it takes both of us working together as a team and you know those times when you're sacrificing and you know putting your essentially your life your career on hold yeah. um as i continue to work and to continue to progress and you know all those different things and it's just you know, you're amazing. Right. You're strong. Um, I appreciate you. Our family appreciates you. And, you know, I'm just grateful that, you know, God allowed you right. to, to be my wife, to be Mrs. Bunville. God allowed you to be the mother to Judea. Right. And you as well. Kudos to you. <laughs> You've sacrificed too. I think we've just sacrificed in different ways. And it took a long time for me to see it in that light. Uh, you know, because when you're going through it in the moment, it it's really hard to set that selfishness to the side because all you see is, is your sacrifice and your struggle sometimes. So I can definitely say, you know, um, it's been tough, but I can see what God is doing. And on that same note, let's talk about, you know, the positive ways that this experience and journey has helped us to grow. Oh, man. Man, so I know, again, we've kind of said it throughout this episode, but, I mean, you talk about patience, like. Oh, man. We can't. (laughs) We could preach all night about that. If I didn't have patience before Judea. (laughs) There's sometimes people will be like, how do you you just listen to her cry? 
Or how do you, and you know what? It's still stressful, but that girl can cry for days while I'm trying to get some cleaning done, while I'm trying to, because you have to. Mm -hmm. If we just sit with her every time she cried, (laughs) whole day will go by. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, Patience, most definitely. um, There's so many different areas. I think it's just helped us in our marriage as well. Oh, yeah. Stronger. Stronger. Yeah, you know, they say what don't kill you makes you stronger. And so the things that we go through, a lot of times the adversity that we come up against is is really the thing that helps um, you as an individual grow. And right. so if you haven't gone through anything, a lot of times you're stagnant, you're staying the same. And it's those different, those difficult challenges that you go through that enables you to continue to grow and to thrive. And it's like... You've you've gained some strength in areas that you wouldn't have had if you never right. went through it. I think that it also, in my opinion, it's helped us as far as our parenting with Kyson in a lot of ways. I don't think we would approach him or the way that we do choose to approach him now like we would. Um, I think that's come out of it. Um, I don't know. There's just so many things i feel like have evolved too many to name i feel like oh yeah definitely (laughs) so you know as we're we're kind of coming to the end of this first episode yeah our first episode you know it's very it's really hard not to dive into every little detail but we don't want to like be here for hours and hours you got (laughs) (laughs) yeah today's journey a (laughs) day-long podcast First we of its it. kind. We could do it. Um, but you know, as we get ready to close, let's let's talk about, you know, what advice, mm. what encouragement do we have for other families out there who may be going through their own journey with the special needs kids or maybe have their own struggle that may not necessarily be dealing with special needs kids, but just challenges in life in general. Right. You know, what encouragement can we give them? What piece of advice? I think when it pertains to the special need, just having a special someone, a special needs person in your life, whether it's your child or just a family member or whatever the situation is, if you're raising a special needs person, um, always i guess how can i say this there's always going to be the hard days you're always going to be discouraged and feel defeated in moments but just understanding or trying to understand that something great will come of it if you're open to that if your heart is open your mind is open if you're willing to make the changes and sacrifices if you're willing to see it that way um, that's what I would say is just remember there will be, whether you realize it or not, something positive, something big, something phenomenal, something great. Like I used to tell myself, will come of this life and who knows, there's going to be tons of things that happen, not just one thing, tons of those phenomenal, great, positive things will happen. But I think it's just the willingness to have the open heart and the open mind um, to understand that even though you're special, someone isn't what you thought you'd had would have. Um, they're going to bring so much light 
into not only your life, but everyone else's life if you allow it. Love that. Love that. And I just want to say, you know, don't quit. Um, don't quit. Whether it's raising, you know, that special someone's don't quit. You know, I know it gets hard. I know it gets tough. But I know there's going to be days when you want to throw in the towel, but don't quit. When you feel like you want to quit, don't. Um, whatever other challenges you may be experiencing in life, don't quit. Um, that's kind of the thing right now that I'm hearing that someone needs to hear um, because somebody's struggling right now in a situation. Um, don't quit. This is the word that you need to hear. This is the word that you were looking for. Um, and I'll say it just one more time. Don't quit. Because if you don't quit, you'll make it through it. If you don't quit, you will make it through it. The only way you don't make it through it is if you quit. Mm -hmm. And so don't quit. Don't quit. Keep going. Keep moving forward. Keep pressing on. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, this was the first episode. So yeah. Yay. I'm glad How you exciting. All in. What a blessing. Yes. I'm excited for this. Definitely. I'm excited to hear from some other families coming soon. I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode. Can't wait to hear. Can't wait to hear the feedback. Yes. And so we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>